Before we get into today's show, I just wanted to let you know about our new podcast that I'm so excited about called Mindbenders. It's a podcast about stories of synchronicity that can bend minds. You can find Mindbenders podcast at Spotify, Apple podcast, and mindbenderspodcast.com. Submit your mind-bending story today by emailing us at mindbenders at path11productions.com or by calling us. Leave your story on our voicemail. It's okay if it's a long one. We'll call you back. 1-323-713-1113. Again, that's 1-323-713-1113. Also, the 2020 Virtual Afterlife Awareness Conference has ended, but the replays are still available at path11productions.com slash ac2020. For $129, you can watch just over 17 hours of streamed videos from professionals including Robert Moss, Austin Wells, Edie Nathan, Brian Smith, and Daniel 4 PhD, just to name a few of the presenters. Visit path11productions.com slash AC2020 to see the complete list. Topics include dealing with grief, working with death doulas, psychic children, and suicide. These videos won't last forever, but they can be watched anytime at your convenience until September 30th, 2020. Visit path11productions.com slash AC2020 for all the information. And if you haven't seen our documentaries yet, the Path Series Trilogy, you can watch all three for free at Gaia.com. Just sign up for their one-week free trial. You can cancel at any time and watch The Path Afterlife, The Path Beyond the Physical, and The Path Evolution. Oh, and before we get into our show, I wanted to remind you to use your 25% off discount code PATH2PORTAL, all caps, PATH, the number two portal, path to portal at reconnection.com for trainings by Dr. Eric Pearl. They absolutely loved being on our show and they wanted to give back to our listeners. So you guys are lucky and are getting 25% off if you go to their website, reconnection.com. All of these links are listed in the show notes for today's episode. So enough of all these announcements, let's get to our show for today. And thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited for our podcast today. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is angels. I would like to welcome Katrina Bletcher today. She is uh, a New York City person, so I'm really excited to have another New Yorker on here with me. And I want to tell you just a little bit more about her. Um, She has a degree in economics, believe it or not, from Bernard College, Columbia University, and she spent her career as one of the top financial service analysis in the country. She was named Wall Street Journal's all-star analyst prior to shifting her focus due to the pressure, long hours, and deteriorated health. And then you go from economics to becoming a certified hypnotherapist, and she formed Kate's Holistic Healing. Um, So I'm really excited to learn about that uh, down in New York City. She's also produced a bi-weekly TV show for five years, during which she interviewed holistic healers, very similar to what I've done on Conversations on the Path that's going to be launched on Path 11 TV. So it sounds like we have a lot in common. We're going to have a lot to talk about. So welcome to the show. 
Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about your journey. I mean, how did you how did you start in economics, and now all of a sudden you're writing books about angels and you know getting channeled messages from them, and that just seems like two totally different worlds. It, it does, but they're remarkably related. I mean, when I first started working, I had to fly a lot, and I was petrified of flying. So I went to see a hypnotherapist, and in one session, she completely got me over my fear of flying. So I realized this was some very powerful medicine. So as I was working, I kept meditating, and I learned the right answers to ask the guides, um, my spirit guides, my angels. And, um, and they helped me through my career, but they never really gave me advice on like what stocks to pick or anything because they said it was irrelevant. They just said, you know, it's more important about finding your life path, having happiness. And so the job was very hard on me physically and my health deteriorated. So then I spent the next 10 years battling four terminal illnesses. I had cancer stage four cancer twice and um but my guides and my angels were with me the whole time and i really learned how to heal myself and it was a wonderful journey so i took all this knowledge when i got better and i formed kate's holistic healing so i could help teach others who were had emotional physical problems the way to overcome them wow so you're a survivor of stage four cancer twice Yes, two different cancers. Oh my gosh. Can you tell me more about that and how are you still alive? How did you <laughs> heal? Uh, what type of cancer was it? You know, how old were you when you were diagnosed? And yeah, tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. When I was 46, I found a lump and it, nothing happened for a year and they took it out and they said, oh, you've got metastasized cancer. And it was metastasized squamous cell cancer of unknown origin. So since they couldn't find the original cancer to remove it, they only gave me um, the longest anyone had ever lived with that kind of cancer was two years, and the average was one year. So they gave me two years to live. And um, I just, the first time I did chemotherapy, I did a meditation, and I had a scan afterwards, and my cancer was completely in remission. So it was just, I mean integrating meditation, angels, and healing is a perfect trio. Wow. And then my second cancer, about five years later, I got metastasized non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I did the exact same thing. And my doctors were just so amazed. It's like nobody goes into remission after, you know, one bout of chemo. I was on it for six months both times. But... um Wow. So you did chemotherapy for six months. As you were getting chemotherapy, you were integrating meditation, talking to your angels and receiving healings from them. And then after that six months, both of your cancers went into remission. Actually, after one month, both went into remission, but they just oh. kept me on the chemo for six months. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. And so I'm still alive and, you know, they've written lots of papers about me. Yeah. So, so what was happening in your meditations? I'm sure anyone listening right now is probably like, what, 
what was she meditating on? What was the meditation? How did this healing happen? And I'm sure, you know, a lot from what I have been researching in the past few years and studying and really understanding that the mind, body, spirit connection has the ability to miraculously heal. Like the energy that creates the body can heal the body. You know, I've heard that time and time again. Um, I've studied a lot of Joe Dispenza's work to know that if you are also in that state of truly believing that you will heal and see it as done, then that has the power too to be able to transform ourselves, the output of our DNA and things like that. So I'd love to hear like what state of mind you were in, were you just like, there's no way I'm dying. I'm not leaving this earth yet. And uh, what were you doing in, in your meditations that you feel really helped to facilitate the healing? Well, um, a great question. I would always start with body scans. And I got very much in tune with my body and I'd ask it what it wanted. And I asked it, if it, you know, if I was dying, it said absolutely not. So I kept telling that to my doctors. But, um, but when I did the meditations with the chemotherapy, it was very focused and, and it made so much sense. I imagined the liquid coming into my vein and then turning into little little robots of Pac-Man. And then I would direct them to the cancer cells. And then they would just chomp on them and in a little burst of light disappear. And so it would just, and I just kept the meditation going throughout the, you know, three hours of chemo. And it was, I mean, it gave me a real sense of power over the disease, over the the process and it worked and I've I've introduced it to a lot of people and it was introduced to me okay and so there was were you spending that full three hours in each of your treatment with really focused intent like that were you yes. very present I, no I was completely in trance and um, I do most of my talking to my angels when I'm in a meditative trance okay and and so who introduced this to you well, I was working with a hypnotherapist. Hypnotherapist? Yes. Okay. And he gave me actually a recording to listen to, which is what I did for the three hours. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. And then, so how did you feel the second time when you had the, the diagnosis of the lymphoma? Were you, how were you emotionally with having to go through the second bout? Um, I was, I was okay. I, I just knew it was something I'd get through again. And um, I, I was really never worried because, and having my angels, I also had no fear of death because I know we have eternal souls. And so it was, um, it was upsetting to know I'd have to go through the chemo and everything. And the second time I lost my hair, but that, you know, that's not a big problem. And um but then I, that went into remission, and I've, been, I've just been getting healthier and healthier. And taking all the chemotherapy, I was also diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, but the chemo put my MS into remission. Hmm. Wow. So, Interesting. It's very good. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you can talk about the importance of intention and being present maybe during chemotherapy treatments. Um, you know, sometimes people I know will have visitors or somebody might go with them um, now in this state with COVID and stuff. I bet you people that have to get it have to go alone. But um, 
you know, maybe if there is anyone listening that's going through chemotherapy and they have never tried real focused intent or maybe a meditation during their chemotherapy session, maybe you can talk a little bit about the power of that, of maybe not being distracted during this, how you can really integrate it into a healing right. experience. Yeah. So talk, talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as you said, we really do have the power to heal ourselves and we just have to focus on it get in contact with our bodies and do, do what our instincts are telling us because our instincts and our bodies know more than any doctor. So if you are currently going through cancer, know that you're completely in charge of it. These are your cells and you have to understand that they're not bad. It's not a good thing when you have cancer to, to dislike it or be upset. I mean, you have to love yourself completely, and that includes loving the cancer. And once you see that, then you can say, okay, it's part of me, it's here, but I'd rather it not be, and I'd rather it go away and leave me healthy. And, and if you, I recommend you get a um, guided meditation tape, guided imagery. I like Dr. Brian Weiss's tapes because he introduces you to your angel, and that's very helpful. And um, I listened to his tapes for many years, and it just lets you be very present in the moment, completely focused on what you're trying to deal with. And you get wonderful answers when you ask them. Yeah. So let's start talking about the angels. How were you introduced to yours? And who are your angels? Are you working with the archangels? Some people might be familiar with like Raphael, Archangel Raphael, Ariel, Gabriel, Gabriel, uh, Archangel Michael, right? Yeah. I feel like he's one of the most famous uh, archangels. But yeah, so how did you how did you learn about yours? And when when was the first time you came in contact with your angels? I guess the first time I came in contact with my angel um, was during a Brian Weiss meditation. And um, he was he was wonderful. Um, right away, I felt so much love and compassion and familiarity with this soul. And he he would do whatever I asked. I mean, if I had pain in my back, I'd ask him to put his hand there, and the pain would just disappear, you know. And he was he was a wonderful angel. I asked him. I called him Michael after Archangel Michael. And it's funny, I've put a lot of people into trance and introduced them to their guides, and they say that their name is Michael. So I called him Michael for probably about 15 years, and then I was working with someone else, and she said, well, go into trance and really look into the eyes of your angel and ask them what their name is, because I had never asked him. Oh, I did ask him once if his name was Michael, and he said no. And then I didn't ask him anything else. And he finally said, but you can call me that if you want. <laughs> I love it. So then I, um, I asked, later, years later, I asked what their name was. And I looked into a, and it turned out to be a female. I looked into her beautiful green eyes. And she named, said her name was Costada. So oh Costada has been with me. She's with me all the time. And, um, and so she's just who I thought Michael was. But it's funny that Michael comes through in the beginning of many people when they first meet their angels. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I think he's just that powerful. 
mm-hmm. and he's around everybody, and uh, people feel comfortable with him. Yeah. So he was the first one to come in. And then um, I, a few years later, wanted to know if I had any other guides, and so I, was, I worked weekly with a hypnotherapist, and I asked, and I had the Arcturians come in. And the Arcturians, Costad is about uh, like four and a half, five feet tall. She's bald. She wears a white robe with a high collar and beautiful green eyes, as I said. But otherwise, she looks like us. The Arcturians are very tall. They're like seven, over seven feet tall, long blonde hair. I've got three males and two females, but they talk as one. And they're very, they're very godlike. They're in a higher dimension than Costada is. Mm. But she's also in a higher dimension than me. And they are, um, they're wonderful. They're very, very peaceful. They radiate such good energy. You know, being in their, being in their company, just when I come out of trance, I just feel so much better. Because you know you're not alone. You know you're protected. And you know you have an eternal soul. Wow. So the Octorians that you're working with, you have five, a total of five? Right. Okay. Wow. And are they with you? And did you learn about them because of the healing work that you're doing in the holistic center that you created? Or did they um, come in at a different time? Well, they came in all on one day when I asked if I had any guides, and then they were just there. And they had been there the whole time. I just hadn't focused on them. And, but they're, they're five people, but they really come across as one. I mean, they, they just talk as one in one voice. And a few times they've, I've asked them each separately, but, um, but it's not necessary because they're pretty much in unison. And then I met my third spirit guide, um, which is just a riot. It's John and John appears in the form of a red tailed hawk. And everything he does and talks about has to do with being a hawk and flying and, and just gliding effortlessly through life. And I learned so much about nature through him. So I have a wonderful set of these three guides. Wow, that is amazing. Um, so tell me a little bit more about how you bring people into trance and introduce them to their guides. Certainly. Um, well, first, if somebody is, has meditated before, that's helpful. But if not, everybody can get into trance because trance is simply a brainwave. It's theta brainwaves. Like when you're awake, you're in beta. When you're asleep, you're in alpha. And when you're in trance or concentrating or just waking up or sleeping, you're in theta. So there's nothing miraculous about, you know, being in a meditative trance. So if you wanted to meet your guides, the best way to do it is to go into a trance and relax and then imagine yourself, you know, slowly walking down a flight of stairs, getting more relaxed with every step you take. You come to a beautiful garden and in the garden you'll see trees and flowers, grass, benches, places to rest and go into the garden, find a place to relax and just Feel how wonderful everything is, the air, the temperature, the breeze, and then invite in your spirit guide. And you'll notice someone will come to you. 
they might be familiar in some way. And you'll feel loving energy and familiarity about this person. There's something about them that's familiar. And you can ask them a question. And their answers cut maybe in words, feeling, images, sensations. But keep asking the questions and listen. And they'll respond to you. And it's such a wonderful thing. You can ask them where they are, who they are, um, what you should be doing in your life. Anything that occurs to you. And they'll always give you an answer. And it's always the best answer. Wow, I love that. So I know that you um, are in the process or have finished your book. Um, I finished one book. I'm in the process of writing another. Yes. Okay. Would you happen to have the book with you that you could hold up to show? Yes, I do. Okay. This is my um, journey into health. Okay. And um, sorry. (laughs) It's, um, It's journey into health. Heal yourself with meditation and the aid of your spirit guides. And my current book is The Angel's Guide to Happiness and Prosperity. Nice. So tell us about both of them. Tell us about the first book and how did that come to be? I know we were talking offline before we started and, you know, you had said that really you're not the author of the book, but your angels are. So maybe you can also talk about what your processes when you're writing a book and how these two books came to fruition. Certainly. Um, Well, as I mentioned, I work every week with a hypnotherapist and she puts me into trance and I ask questions of my guides. She asks questions of my guides and they answer and then I tell her out loud what they are and then she takes notes. And so basically the whole book is just what the angel said. I mean, the second book of happiness and prosperity the angels said they came up with it they said i should write a book on happiness and how people can find happiness and they came up with all the chapters and all the different topics and the and so i didn't write the book i mean it's really their word so it's like costata says this the arcturians say this john says that you know and they all have a different take on on each um on each thing for happiness and for each thing for health. So the book on health, I went through my diseases. I've got about 50 of them, one by one. And I asked the angels how to heal them. And they told me, and I put them into a book. And it's gotten wonderful response. Wow. You know, in this time of COVID, um, you know, in the coronavirus, our immune system is key right now, right? To having a healthy immune system. I would love if you could maybe share any information that you've learned from the angels that maybe could be really helpful for our listeners and anyone listening, um, you know, to this podcast during this time of the pandemic, that would be really helpful for them to strengthen their immune system or to create overall just better, better health for everyone. Well, the two key things to having a better immune system is keeping your anxiety down and having a good um, GI, a good gut, because they say that if you have problems with your stomach, it really does affect your immune system. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that the best thing that that the angels can do is that they provide us such a sense of comfort. And if people are anxious in this time, it just is going to make them weaker. 
So they really should focus on spending time in trance, meeting their angels, talking to them, asking questions about how to be reassured. And when they come out of trance, they'll just be so much calmer. And then if you're having problems with any part of your body, I recommend when you're in trance, imagine you're walking down a path and you see two chairs. And you walk up to the chairs and sit in one. And then look in your body and see where the pain is. And let's say it's in your stomach. So put a circle or a bubble around the pain area and then place it on the chair facing you. And then you can ask it questions. You can ask the pain, what is its personality like? Why is it here? What job does it have? What benefit is it doing for you? What does it want? How can you make it go away? And it will give you the perfect answer. And you just have to, when you come out of trance, listen to it. And that's how I healed myself. And that's how in this time of COVID, we don't have to be so nervous and we don't have to be worried about it. But, but it is important, you know, to take good care of ourselves. I mean, we can't, it is a virus and, you know, pay attention to the experts yeah. as well. So what did you learn, you know, as you use that technique too, to heal yourself? Why did the cancer show up in your life? What do you think the greater purpose and the lesson was in that for you? I think it was twofold. One, it was to show people, to teach them that you can overcome these cancers. And the other was, it taught me to deal with death. And I got, I'm just so looking forward to death at this point, because I've realized through my angels, what happens after we die? And they said, you know, it's very simple. You just begin to rise, your soul rises out of your body, and our souls are made up of light and love, music and courage. And we have eternal souls. And after you die, you rise up and you can look down, see, still see your body lying in the bed, but you realize that you're back home and all the souls that you travel through time with are there waiting to greet you. And it's such a wonderful, loving experience. And they're all there and you can, you can still see yourself in the, in the place where you died. And you, there might be people around you very upset, but you realize how silly that is because you haven't gone anywhere. You're still there. And now you're back in a higher dimension and you can go any place any place you like. Mm. And um, it's just, it, it's wonderful. And then you know you're not going to die. Oh, I mean, you are going to die, but you're not, it's not going to be death. There is no such thing as death. It's just life. Yeah, it does sound beautiful, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The angels um, really did a good job. So tell me a little bit too about how you, um, you know, formed your healing center? And, you know, do you have staff that work there? Is it just you? And what are you providing clients? And I'd like people to know about this, because we have a lot of listeners from just the New York State and New York City. And I'd love for them to hear more about how they could, you know, work with you. I don't know if you're actually seeing people right now in person or how that's working. But yeah, tell me yeah. how that, um, oops, tell me how that started. Sure. Well, my, um, I started a company, Kate's Holistic Healing, about five years ago. 
and I work with Heather Zico, another hypnotherapist, and we're the two main employees. But we're a group of about 12 holistic healers, and everybody has their own area of expertise. And um, we have a number of locations throughout the city. We also have a retreat center up in Pauling, New York. Oh, okay. which is where I am now. Mm-hmm. And that is because um, we have conferences and we also do, if people are interested in getting certified, we have certification programs. And we have um, just a great group of healers. So if anybody's interested, they can go to uh, Cape's Holistic Healing. And we also have a very active social media presence. And what do people get certified in? Is it certified to do some type of angelic healing or how to put people into trance or what are you offering? Yeah, people can become hypnotherapists. They can become hypnotists. They can learn how to become Reiki masters, um, homeopaths. I mean, there's a lot of different holistic healing paths they take. I just think hypnotherapy is the most powerful. Yeah. And, and you've also been trained in hypnotherapy as well. So even though you work with a hypnotherapist, you know how to put people into trance and do hypnotherapy as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. As many clients. Yeah. Now, as you're working with people too, do you always have to be in trance in order to connect with other people's guides and angels? Like, would you be able to connect with mine or would it have to be a whole thing where, um, you know, we're going into a meditation and like, I don't know if you can see other people's angels or if you can get the names for people. Yes, I, I can see other people's angels. I can talk to them. I can ask my angels. It, it works better if I ask my angels to ask their angels. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but then I can, um, I'm doing this in concert with the client as well. So I'm asking their angels questions. They're asking them. And um, yes, it. but I have to be in the meditative trance. I don't have the ability to just get messages in a normal state. Yeah. Okay. But I, I also have no problem getting into trance in a moment's notice. Right. Because you have to just kind of slow down those brain waves because we're in beta right now, right. right? As we're talking and stuff. So really to kind of access that realm, you kind of have to shut the brain down a little bit and get it going yeah. a little bit slower. And keep it focused. It's a state of intense focus concentration too. Right. But it feels relaxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. And, you know, when I've talked to other people about angels, I've heard, you know, varying different things like um, I've heard and I've read that everybody has at least one angel, right? A guardian angel. Some people will have two. And then when I've talked to other healers, um, people that have gone into meditation to meet their guides, some people will say they have three, they have five. You know, you're talking about you have an animal guide, the hawk, you know, the Arcturians, and then, you know, your... Cosada. So, um, yeah. So like, how do you even, how does all that work? Like how come one person can have five guides and another person can have just have one or two? What is that about? Okay. Well, I've asked the angels that, and they said that people can only really have about three to six really close relationships. And that goes for life as well. I mean, and those are the souls um, in, in life are the people who we're closest to, but after we die, we have a group of souls that we travel through time with. And sometimes we both have an adventure on a planet together and you might meet someone who's in your circle and you'll feel an instant connection to them and they'll be very familiar to you. And, but 
other times they're just guides, they're just angels, and they come in and they, and because I'm taking an adventure on earth now, they're around me all the time because they always are, <laughs> just mm-hmm. like when I'm, I'm around them. And, um, and so, I mean, if some people feel they have one angel, they, they have more, you know, they have like three to five. Um, and it's just, but you don't have to meet all of them. If you meet one, that's, that's enough. You can keep that over time meeting others, but. I've also heard too, that sometimes, uh, spirit guides or maybe even angels, I don't know, maybe, and even what's the difference, right? Well, maybe we should talk about that. Is there a difference? Okay. Yes. I asked them what the difference was and they said, they're just words in English okay. and there are words. <laughs> Right. We came up with them, and what they are is souls. <laughs> so okay. no, there is no difference. I've I've also um, heard some people say that depending upon what you're going through in your life, that a guide may step in for a period of time and then leave. Like uh, maybe guides very similar to how we are humans on Earth uh, will have a certain profession or a specialty or a role, and certain guides or angels will come in, help during that time, and then exit out. Have you ever heard of that before? Or do you think they stay with us no matter what? Um, I've heard people say that they had an angel that came and left. Um, But I don't believe that. I believe that you have the people you travel with through time and we're always together. Okay. And so they, they might come in if you need them for a particular reason, be much more vocal and give you a lot more messages. But, um, but no, I don't think they leave us. Were, in your opinion or your experience or your conversations with the angels, have angels ever been earthbound spirits like you and I and say we die and then we decide, well, we're not going to come back to be human, but we'd like to, you know, in, in, a, in a lifetime, be an angel or a guide for someone. Have they ever come into the human body and existence? Yes. The, the, the angels are souls and they don't have um, they don't have a sex to them and so but if they decide they're when we're angels we're not able to grow because we're living in a perfect existence but we can if we come to a planet come into a pregnant mother into the body and then the body is lent to us for this life by God and it's just you know it, it holds our soul and the um, and the angels are just um, they're always with us, and so when they want to have an adventure, they can also go to a planet. And so we've had many lives, and that's why I recommend people do past life regressions because you can learn a lot about your past lives. A lot of people have um, leftover fear and anxiety from something that happened either in their childhood or in a past life. And if you go back to that event, you'll see if you walk through it again, you'll get over the fear. Yeah. Yeah. Past life regression can be very healing and helpful for people. And like you had mentioned, Dr. Brian Weiss, right? Right. Many lives, many masters. That's a great book for anyone listening. Um, If you're learning, you know, about past life regressions, he, he really is kind of like, the grandfather, right? Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, would you, do you want to, would you like to do a demonstration? Would you like our angels 
to talk to one another? Would both of us like to go into trance and see what happens? That would be wonderful. Yes, okay. Yes. All right. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. <laughs> okay. So get into a comfortable position and let, let your eyes gently close and imagine that you're standing at the top of a beautiful staircase. And as you walk down, step by step, you get more relaxed, tranquil, peaceful. And as you come to the bottom of the stairs, you'll see in front of you a beautiful garden full of flowers and grass, trees, fountains, benches, and places to rest. Go into them, find a place where you can lay down and relax. And now, I'm going to call in my God, my angel, and you call in yours. Hi, Kosada. And is your angel with you? I think so. Are, and what is your angel's name? I don't know. I feel like I can't hear it. I'm, get, I'm getting Michael. Okay. Um, now, Michael, can you tell us people on her right path? Oh my, do you, can you, can you sense him around you? I can, yes. Okay, can you feel any emotion coming from him? It feels like um, definitely love, but also acceptance. Beautiful. And Tim, if you are on your right path, and he said you are, and that's amazing. Not very many people are. Can you feel that? Yes. If you ask him, are you on your right path? Listen for an answer and see what he tells you. Okay, I don't know what this means, but I hear yes and go right. Wow, that's wonderful. Like I kind of see a path and he's kind mm -hmm. of like pointing in the direction to move this yes and go right. So I don't know if that means a turn's coming up or a decision, but I don't know what that means, but we'll see. Well, you have an answer now. If something does come up. Go right. Yes. <laughs> and it's better than go wrong. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's very nice. Now, do you, do you want to ask him any questions? Um, 
I guess I'm, um, I don't know. I, I, one question I would have, I'm really curious to know if I have uh, like what light beings from different planets work with me. I don't have a sense and really, I, I feel a sense sometimes when I'm doing healing sessions, but I just can't, I don't know who they are or where they come from. And I'm curious to know more about that. So Costada says they want to talk to you, but you're not asking them questions. And you do, they're, they're all beings of light and they are with you. I can see them behind you. They're standing in a semicircle. Oh, they're very, very gorgeous. They're all so peaceful and happy and loving. And, but they're not up against you. And if you invite them in, they'll stand against you. And they want you to talk to them. Costada doesn't know what what planet they're from. I'm sorry. She she doesn't have that. Okay. So I just need to remember to um, communicate with them and maybe talk more with them. Right. When you when you sense their presence, ask them who they're well, you know who they are. They're your angels. But you can ask their names and you can ask where they're from. Okay. And yeah, they're in a higher dimension. But boy, they really, they, they want to get closer to you. They, and they, they have such love for you. I mean, I, I, I see three very distinct light beings behind you. I don't know, can you sense them? Yes, and it feels different than the angel that greeted me in the garden. Okay, it's wonderful. And now you can talk to them more. Mm -hmm. And let me ask Costad if they have any messages for you. Oh, they're so proud of you. They're so glad that you're helping people. That, they said, is your path, is to help others. And you're doing it. And they love the job you're doing. Oh, does that resonate with you? Sure does, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but they are so happy and they are so, they're ecstatic about what you're doing. Gee, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So if you have nothing else to ask them, 
Then I would say, when people want to come out of trance, you count up from one to five. One, coming back to the room. Two, feeling wonderful. Three, wiggle your fingers and toes. Four, feeling fabulous, feeling great. Five, open your eyes. Cool. Thank you. So now that I know that I have three, when I go back into my own trance or meditation, um, then I'll just facilitate those questions. Where are you from? Who are you? Maybe ask for their names. Yes. Anything Mm -hmm. that comes to you. And know that any questions that come to you come to you for a reason. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've had uh, somebody else... um, had mentioned that uh, I had a reading with somebody else and I have witnessed and I've talked about it on the podcast before where it does feel like um, they're more like interdimensional beings um, or they come from a different dimension maybe than the angelic realm if there's such thing Um, and she said like when they happen I'm always like whoa that was really weird you know crazy and And I'm kind of excited about it and feel a little strange about it. And like, whoa, what was that? And then I've kind of just like left it there. Like when they show up, they show up. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. They don't always show up. But she had said the exact same thing um, to me where she said, they're waiting for you to connect with them. And they won't connect until you ask. But they're always there. And they're like waiting. And they said, she had said that, um, like you think it's really cool, but also weird. <laughs> and but she's like, you just need to facilitate more of a conversation and continue to ask them to come in and to help. And I'll be honest, I forget. You know, like when you're saying they want to talk to you, right. I, you know, it seems like I think I have to get better of integrating it maybe in my waking day to day life because. I know how to go into trance with my clients, right? Mm. And then when I'm in that state or they're coming for healing, um, boom, I'm there and I'm communicating with the spirit world, the animals, the elements, the plants, you know, whatever. But then like when I come out of that, I just kind of go back to my regular world as, as a human being. And I am not constantly like waking up to them or inviting them in, you know, mm. with everything that I do. And I have a feeling that that might really change. Um, something if I begin to integrate with them like 24 seven, as opposed to just when I'm going to work with my clients. Right. That is good. And it's also good. I learned that before I would go into a trance to come up with two or three questions that I'd want to ask them beforehand. Okay. And it's easier than when you're in trance trying to come up with questions. Mm -hmm. And there are some, you know, good, good questions you can always ask, like what's the message for the month? You know, what should I be working on? Um, general things. What will make me happy is always a good question because it mm-hmm. always takes me by surprise. Yeah. And is that a little bit um, maybe before we wrap up here, your book about happiness, too? Right. Um, I like that question. What, you know, what would make me happy? Um, exactly. And, yes. and I'm always surprised at the answers they give me because it's not like what you think, like a piece of cake. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and why do why did they want you to write this book on happiness? Because they said I could, and it would be good for people to learn how to get to know their angels and to find happiness. And it's all within our doing, and it's all on our path to enlightenment, and which is the ultimate when we're enlightened. 
And if you had to leave our audience with a message from the angels today, what would that message be? To know that you're loved completely, you're never alone, you're always protected, and you have an eternal soul. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kate, for being here. And can you also just um, let our audience know again where they can find your information, uh, your website one more time, and where can people purchase your books? Certainly. Um, it's Kate's Holistic Healing, and we have. you can go onto our website. We also have YouTube and Facebook. And my books are available at Barnes & Noble's and Amazon. Um, Walmart and Balboa Press, and it's Journey into Health. And the book that's coming out is The Angel's Guide to Happiness and Prosperity. Wonderful. And that should be out this winter. Excellent. Well, congratulations on those books. Thank you so much for um, contacting us and finding us to be on the podcast and bringing your angels and your knowledge to our listeners. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to this week's show. Before you go, I just wanted to remind you to listen to our new podcast, Mindbenders. Visit mindbenderspodcast.com to hear my dad's synchronistic story, I Hope It'll Bend Your Mind, about Jimi Hendrix. Then submit your story if you think it can bend our minds. Also be sure to check out the video replays of the 2020 Virtual Afterlife Conference. We have over 17 hours of amazing presenters exploring the survival of consciousness after death, working with hospice professionals, physicians, mediums, clergy, counselors, and alternative healers to offer a deeper understanding of death and beyond.